Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 12 of Split Screen Media. I'm joined with me, as always, co-host Chris Blankenship. How are you doing? Good. And with us this week is, I said it before, but the man, the myth, the legend, Straight Cheeks, <laughs> otherwise known as Chris from uh, AGN. How are you doing, man? Hi, Connor. It's so good to see you again, even though it's just virtual. I know. I would love to do one of these in person at some point, but thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to go in uh, a little bit more detail about what AGN is and you know sure, what you guys sure. do? Yeah, so AGN is Anime Gaming Network. Uh, you can find our website at agnonline365.com. And basically, we're kind of like a news organization um, that covers everything nerdy and news-wise. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I'm one of their content creators, and I'm also the manager of AGN. So I kind of create like templates, uh, video stuff. Um, so I do a lot of streams on Twitch, uh, at Straight Cheeks and the same thing for like my YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. It's like all Straight Cheeks branding. And I literally have a fan base and I call them my straight mates. Um, <laughs> so we'll get a little bit more into that later, but I'm so thankful to be here on split screen media with both Chris and Connor. Uh, I listened to a couple of their uh, podcasts sometimes and they were great and I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah, and everything you just talked about, all that for everybody listening, I'll leave that in, in the description. You guys can go check out Chris and AGN. I was looking at your Facebook page a little bit earlier, and it seems like it's a lot like what we do, except you guys are just more on it. <laughs> You're able to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, a, we have a whole team. So, like, um, I, I don't know how much I can say because we signed NDAs literally, like, this year. Um, but, uh, we have a whole team of people who are like content creators, journalists, and we have them subcategorized. So each one is like a specialization. So somebody specializes in gaming journalism, another person specializes in Xbox journalism, another person does like anime. So, um, we have a lot of people in that sense. And then we just recently brought on a lot of new content creators and the, I think like the most best thing about this is it's a very diverse group of people. Like you either have like a bunch of like dudes from comicbook.com and with this one, it's like female led, but it's also like, um, I hate saying the word PC, but it's, it's very diverse. Like, um, literally you could see yourself represented in AGN. Um, we have black men. I'm the only Asian, um, American or like mixed person. Um, but we have like a ton of people, like we have black men and women, um, we have like white people. It's just like so diverse and, you know, it shows in the content that we cover as much of that stuff as possible. We recently just wrapped up our first interview with the guy, uh, um, who just did like the Menwat meme. And if you don't know what that is, it was like this viral sensation on TikTok and Twitter where he was playing this Mortal Kombat character and he was like, yes, queen, yes, yes. Oh, work, 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 work. So like, it was really cool having that experience. And then next month I'll actually be interviewing somebody called Black Crystal Cosplay. So, you know, we try and like get not only just um, you know, the big news and stuff from like Sony, Xbox and stuff, but we also try to reach out to like content creators, um, and people in the community like us who have a voice and have a platform and want to be able to like, you know, uplift their voice and platform and give the people a little bit more information on like, you know, what caused them to like film this or what caused them to like post certain things. Yeah. And that's great. And it's always nice, I think, to have that perspective from a bunch of different people. Cause what I like about your guys is, you know, whatever content you guys decide to put up, mm -hmm. it seems like, you know, you're giving the news and you're, you're giving it straight and you're, you're laying out all the facts, but then there's also a lot of interesting perspective that I, you know, being just 
a white dude, I wouldn't necessarily think of, or, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have that perspective on something. And it's always important to sort of branch out and see what other people think and feel, which is what I really like about uh, AGN as a whole, but we're really excited to have you. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to see what you do next. But one of the things I noticed that you guys talked about a little bit, you were talking about uh, um, there was a post about Nintendo. I think it was maybe kind of a, like a, a, a top, five games that came out or it, it was something mm-hmm. like a, a year in roundup for nintendo and uh, i, I kind of wanted to do something similar and then maybe also talk about the future of nintendo like what they're planning on doing for this next year um hey, Connor, so, yeah do you care if i and, and chris do you care if i throw it up i have agn online up on my laptop I can yeah, it on the feel free. yeah feel free yeah, just we so we can the facebook page so everybody can oh, kind of i was on the for it the um their website here um, but I guess this is the articles. I clicked on Nintendo and I think I found the article right here. Is this the one you were talking about? Um, yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. Oh yes. Yeah, so Emerald, she's one of our, uh, journalists. Yeah. So it was like a top five Nintendo switch thing. And, um, which was really interesting because there were a lot of games that came out this Hades. I know that was a really big one that I still want to play. We'll go through it. Um, Hades, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, Octopath Traveler. I- don't know what that is and then luigi's mansion 3 is what she has yeah so a lot of those i still i got own luigi's mansion 3 i just still haven't played it but um yeah a few of those were you know it was like dlc that came out but there wasn't really a ton of big games besides animal crossing and uh i would say i think all of us kind of agree that this year for nintendo in terms of content in terms of game you know triple a first party titles was pretty lacking um a lot of that was due to covid a lot of that was due to um, the rumored Switch Pro that's coming out, like the next version of the Switch, or maybe even a whole new console, where they're probably going to just dump a bunch of games at a Nintendo Direct coming up pretty soon of all the stuff that's coming out. Um, and then they also had the controversy recently with the Super Smash Brothers thing, which if you guys don't know, the uh, there's a competitive tournament for the GameCube game Super Smash Brothers Melee. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened is some a, a, a community of them who can't get together right now because of COVID decide decided to mod the game through dolphin and through a bunch of other emulators and they modded it so that you can play it online so they could still have these tournaments and nintendo sent out a cease and desist and shut everything down and it was just it was super unnecessary because really all it was was people enjoying their product it's not like nintendo is losing their money or it's risking their ip or their you know information or whatever it is i think really all it was is nintendo is upset that a 20 year old game is still tournament is still played in tournaments and they're upset that their newer games aren't that they can't you know like smash ultimate has some tournaments but not nearly as much as as melee has and people were really upset at nintendo about that but i guess you know looking at this year and seeing how kind of abysmal it was in terms of content i was hoping maybe you guys because i know chris you just got a switch recently and uh other chris you also have a switch yeah so I, I was wondering what you guys maybe were hoping for for the future of Nintendo. What games you want to see if you would be excited for a Switch Pro? Um, what do you guys think? Can I defend Sony on the uh, the Smash stuff real quick? If I can, can I try? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you mean uh, Sony or do you mean Nintendo? Nintendo, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> um, so Super Smash is their IP, and I think they have the right to say, hey, you can't do I mean, like any emulator... Any company can like be like, that's not, you know, we won't allow that. It's not, you don't have the rights to do that. We have the rights to this property. 
Um, the other thing is, if you're doing tournaments on that stuff, you can't really call the tournaments official because you're playing over the internet, right? It's still they they got it to a point like the soft they got the software to a point where it was pretty much lag free, okay. so you could still consider it like tournament regulate. Like it, there was you know there was very minimal amounts of lag or anything that people could dispute later. Like oh something glitched out and you know he won because of that or whatever. You know there wasn't too okay. Much. It was more and I think to your point it was less of a tournament and more of like hey we can't do this this year so let's just get together and play smash and maybe put a little money down. Yeah. It's hard to defend Nintendo when uh, I don't don't agree with it. I don't know. I think Nintendo had a right to shut it down because when it is their personal property um, and they didn't intend it to be used that way, they intended it to be used, you know, for private use, um, not so much like a commercialization used of it. Um, And Connor, you said something about like them putting down money for it. I mean, that's kind of like gambling in a sense, but I know most tournaments are kind of like run that way, either through like uh, comic book stores or like local nerd hubs. So I don't know. It's just like a lot of gray area. Like it was kind of a rude move for like Nintendo to just be like, hey, shut it down, cease and desist. But I think they really are just trying to keep like their content in house and they really want people to enjoy their products, but they want them to enjoy it responsibly and legally. Um, So I don't know. It's just kind of, it's like a really gray area because you want like the community to have something because everyone is just burnt out from this pandemic. So like something like this was really great in theory, but like, I, I feel like they should have like reached out to Nintendo to like partner uh, first, like, cause people really respond to that kind of stuff. Like if you come up with like a bunch of people who are saying, hey, we really want to do something special because of COVID this year, do you think you can like arrange something? I think Nintendo would have been accommodating enough to do something at least, you know? Um, I, I should I should make this clear from the top as well. I, I'm in full agreement with you guys on them having the right to do it. It yeah. is 100% in their right to shut this tournament down. I wasn't arguing that fact at all. That's, you know, it's their legal property. They they own the, the rights to the IP and the franchise. Totally fine. I just think from a PR perspective, it was such a bad move to do yeah. something like that in the middle of a pandemic where they're already not selling any games <laughs> because they didn't put anything out. And that's the biggest issue people have with Nintendo. They're like, oh, we don't want you... You know, Nintendo says, we don't want you emulating our games. We don't want you having this software in your computer or doing this. And everyone's like, well, re-release the games. Like, you have all of this, all of these, this backlog of GameCube games that everyone loves that's just sitting there collecting dust. I'm like, you could make, throw throw those bitches in HD and you would make so much money. I mean, even when they didn't work hard, like the, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars game, which is pretty abysmal in terms of its content, it, you know... It, people still bought it like that game sold out so quickly because it's nintendo and it's old nintendo that people can't really play right now so i don't know it just it doesn't make sense their their whole business model has never made sense to me but you know they make money so i mean it's kind of similar to like if you take among us for example like it was an indie game that nobody really noticed and then it just kind of like blew up overnight and now like when you try and play it you have to like either if you play it on pc um or nintendo because they launched it on nintendo switch recently Um, you have to pay like that five dollar fee to play it and like you can do an emulator and still kind of like play it on your pc but you're kind of like going around the company and not like funding them uh whereas like on your phone you can play it for free with with, like the ads or whatever but i mean it's kind of like a similar situation where it's like it's discouraged to emulate it um and still kind of like do like the online competitiveness of it but 
At least Among Us has the option. Like you, you can buy the game right now for five dollars. There's nowhere on the Nintendo Switch where you can buy a GameCube game. And to me, that's, that's the difference. Because like, if if I had the option to pay twenty bucks, you know, they they did like Nintendo Classics or something, and they had they they brought back the Virtual Console, and you could be like, all right, every you know GameCube game is updated to HD. Obviously, it's gonna run kind of shitty because it's on a Switch and that thing is way underpowered. But at least it's in widescreen and HD. And they're like twenty bucks. 20 bucks for every single game, you know, pick what you want, you can play it. Maybe we add online functionality to these as well so we can like get that player base going. Like that to me is the easiest business decision in the world. You have all of that data. You own all of that data that that you can just upscale to 1080p, throw it out there and slap a $20 price tag on. And for them to not do that, I think is incredibly stupid. I mean, they did that with previous titles in the past like Pokémon for like the Nintendo 3D XL, and I think the way that they did it, I think they were like testing the waters a little bit. So like they re-released um, the original three Pokemon, which were like Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Blue, and Pokemon Red. Um, and then they also, I think, uh, released, well, they did like the Heart Cold and Soul Silver, but that was for like the DS way back in the day and they remastered it. But like with a lot of like Nintendo stuff, they had like a thing where you can play a lot of the older games if you subscribe to like Nintendo's version of like Nintendo Live or Nintendo Gold or whatever it's called, um, where you just pay like the monthly subscription or you pay yearly um, and you have access to like this like old video game arcade, but it only had like some of the stuff from, I would say like the Nintendo 64. They didn't really have a lot of like GameCube stuff. And I don't know whether or not that's because they're considering translating or like remastering it like they did with some titles and just like selling them as separate discs. But I do like what you're saying is just basically have like a GameCube pack, market it, sell it, put it on the Switch, 20 bucks, you have access to all these old GameCube titles. I mean, PlayStation did it, why can't any other organization or... Company? Yeah, and, and the Nintendo online service right now is $20 a, or yeah, $20 a year, yeah, it's which pricey. is crazy cheap. And I wouldn't even mind if they were like, hey, it's going to go up to $40 a year, but now you get all these GameCube games and N64 games and maybe even Game Boy Advance games. I'd be like, I, I would get that in a heartbeat. Like that $20 wouldn't even, you know, it would be such an easy decision for me. What do you get now with it? Right now, all you get, um, you get a select amount of NES and SNES games. This is just for the Switch. On the Wii U which is the main reason why they're fucking up so much right now, because that was such a failure. Um, the The Wii U had, or it allowed you to get uh, everything except GameCube. So it was like, even DS games are on there. Game Boy Advance mm -hmm. games, um, Wii games. Like, it, it basically had everything but GameCube. This only has NES and SNES, and it's been going on. The Switch has been out for five years now. So only having that library is you know, a little bit, I would say even a little bit more than a little bit disappointing. Chris, how do you feel being a new, sorry, Chris Blankenship, how do you feel being a a, a relatively new Switch owner? And Because you haven't had it that long, right? Uh, Like a year, but I don't play it too often because I share it with Hannah. Okay. So that, that was going to be my thing of like, has the content gotten stale for you yet? Because I've owned it for a while, or my brother at least has owned it for a while, and I feel like that content has run dry. But for you, you still might be kind of getting into some of the stuff. Uh, so I'll say Pokemon is super stale for me. I haven't even like completed it yet. The um, I think I have Sword. Um, 
and then I have like Mario Kart and Mario Party and those games I play a lot. Um, but again, I haven't beaten those games. Um, yeah, the main. I don't know, I, I, what's that? Oh, oh, I was just gonna say the main one for me was Odyssey. Like that was what s- stole my time when I first got that Switch because that game is so good. But... I think we have it. I don't even think I've loaded it up. I uh, the majority of my time has been Pokemon and. I played like the first DLC. I don't even know if I've loaded up a second DLC. I just don't care. <laughs> that game gets pretty old. Fast. Yeah. It's the same it's the same thing that we were doing in, you know, 1997 with Pokemon Red. Like nothing's changed with the series and it, it really needs an overhaul for sure. It actually has changed in a pretty worse way in my opinion with the Dynamaxing and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the gimmicks are really bad. I wish they would yeah. stop doing that. Anything like pre What was the one that first came out in 3D on the 3DS? Are you talking about like the remaster of like uh, Pokemon Sapphire and Pokemon Ruby? I think mm-hmm. you're talking about X and Y, right? X and Y. That's X that's what y. it was. Anything before that, I think I really enjoyed, and then everything after X and Y, I think uh, hasn't been as good. Yeah, the the one the one gimmicky one that I actually thought was really fun was um, the Coliseum. I guess the Coliseum series. Yeah. I really enjoyed. Because the idea of stealing other trainers' Pokemon, I think, is really cool. Like, I think that's a neat idea, and it, it, it plays really well in terms of, like, you're not running through the grass trying to catch Pokemon in this one. You're visiting different cities and, like, kind of metropolis areas, and then you're just stealing Pokemon from players. And I, as a kid, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I still think it's a great idea. But the new gimmicks, like the Dynamaxing and the Alolan form and all this crap, I'm like, I don't care. It's It's so pointless to gameplay and it really the, the dynamax button is just like hey are you tired of pressing a a lot just win this match and that's really it i really want to see uh you kind of asked earlier what we want to see like going forward with from nintendo i kind of want to see um i think i talked about this before the pokemon gale of darkness yes either maybe not a remaster but maybe something like building on like that functionality with the shadow pokemon yeah a sequel to either of those games would be awesome I, I totally agree. Yeah. The one thing that really disappoints me about Nintendo and what I'd like to see in the future for them is maybe, like, give us more for our buck. Like, paying for Nintendo just feels wrong. I feel like they just joined that because they realized how much money they could be making, like how Sony and Xbox have been making cash money off of it. I think Nintendo was like, oh, people are actually paying for online services, so let's make these games that didn't really, you know, need... a a paywall for these online services let's start charging them for it and like it's very apparent in like games like pokemon shield and sword where like you really need like the internet access and you need the nintendo pass to be able to do certain things like have the dlc and be able to just like you know have you know full range um i mean they try to you know patch it to where it's like you can still get like the pokemon through wonder trade if you don't want to download the dlc and stuff like that but it's I feel like it's just not enough bang for the buck that you're you're paying. No, and um, the fact that they like got rid of when, when the game when the base game came out that half yeah. the Pokemon weren't available that was a huge problem. That people and they're still not. They're still not. Like that's the main thing for me is like we're paying like on top of the regular amount for the supposed like Nintendo Plus, we're also paying for like Pokemon Home, which is like an additional like eight to ten dollars you know, a year, I mean, or depending on like how, how far you do it in advance. I think I did mine like every three months. Um, but it's like, it's expensive. And like, I just want to put my Pokemon all in one place 
because I've been playing since like the OG games and I want to keep playing with the same Pokemon I grew up with because I love that nostalgia factor that you can still have like, you know, like your old Charizard from when you were like five. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and when they were asked about it too, it was like, it was almost insulting. They were like, why don't, why aren't all the Pokemon in here? They're like, no, eh, we didn't feel like it. I'm like, what? You're, you make this game. What are you talking about? You didn't feel like it. It's your job. <laughs> like, it was I the most it, ridiculous answer. I think part of it was to sell DLC. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. They just, yeah. they just wanted to lie and be like, oh, it was too hard. Well, it turned almost... me off, off of it yes. because, um, like I, I'm kind of a perfectionist when I play games. Like I like to hundred percent it or whatever. And I feel like when I was close to the original 400 in sword, I was like, well, I'm just going to have to redo this in a little bit when the DLC comes out. And then again, when the next DLC comes out, yeah. just my hundred percent is still only 50%. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't complete this. So yeah, no, I totally understand that. Um, yeah, I guess it, it, in terms of like what I definitely want to see though, um, obviously the retro titles coming to either remade or just put back on the, some kind of virtual console. They need to bring that back. It was a great feature of the Wii U for some reason they got rid of it. Um, and then Metroid, 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 Metroid. I, it, it's been years <laughs> since I've had any sort of mainstay in the, the Metroid series. The last main title was other M, which is sad. And, uh, Man, Prime 4, I'm excited for. We need a new 2D Metroid. All those other ones need to get brought forward. I'm the only one that cares about this, I know. but <laughs> I was just thinking, Connor, if you recommend me, are there any Metroid games on Switch right now? Any um, good ones that you'd recommend? On Switch, there aren't. There's yeah. They haven't put out, which is also kind of weird because it's been out for five years and there's no Metroid title. Um, if you go... If you, if you really wanted to start, I would say start with, like, Fusion and Zero Mission, which are on the Game Boy. You can, you know, I'm not recommending that you can. I'm not saying you can emulate those, but it's out there. But I would definitely start with those two. And then if you like that, maybe go into, like, the 3D GameCube, like, Prime, uh, Prime 2, stuff like that. And then I think the most hardcore one is probably Super Metroid, which I actually don't love. I think it's pretty dated at this point. I know it's, like, everybody's favorite, but... A remake of that game would be awesome with like new physics and, and they redo all the maps and stuff. But yeah, that's kind of my, and then whatever the Switch Pro is, because they need a new console because the Switch is like pathetically underpowered. I think the, what, they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it into like a, a home entertainment system, kind of like how the PS4 is and the PS5 is going to be. Um, Cause like they just like announced like a teaser with Funimation. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Funimation also kind of like bought out uh, Crunchyroll, which is like an anime streaming platform. So that was like their main competition. So I think maybe like Nintendo is trying to gear up to do maybe some like anime related stuff in addition to their games and maybe kind of have like an entertainment console, not just a regular console, which is something I would love to see in the future as well from them because I use my Switch like when I go to the bathroom or like when I'm like eating dinner, like I'll prop it up and I'll watch YouTube videos. Like I'll watch Cody Ko and Noah Miller. Um, sometimes I'll watch you guys. <laughs> so it's like, it's a really fun way. And I, I that was one feature I was really hoping for um, since they got rid of the browser on the Nintendo systems. Um, that was one thing I, I really missed about having like a Nintendo 3DS was like the browser and they got, they totally got rid of that in the switch. So it's just, it's just, it would be something new and exciting to see from them. 
So Nintendo, correct me if I'm wrong, but Nintendo bought Funimation, which bought Crunchyroll? No, yeah. Nintendo didn't buy Funimation. They partnered with Funimation, partnered who bought with Crunchyroll. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because a lot of the games they've been either putting out or are going to put out have been anime-based or like see yeah. the old anime games that they're now sort of dredging up and, and trying to do again. Um, so, that I mean, I think that partnership makes a lot of sense. I think there's definitely some crossover with like, Nintendo fans and anime fans. I think that's like a really smart partnership. Most definitely. I think it's a, a really good partnership for both of them to kind of continue their longevity, like their brand longevity. Because uh, I don't really know like how far things are going to go with Animal Crossing, which was like they're pretty much home staple for this whole pandemic. That was like their main selling point for the Switch this year was... Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. It was kind of like the opposite of like that Pokemon Go summer we had with Niantic. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how how perfect was COVID for Nintendo? I mean, I mean it's it like a perfect storm. They literally storm couldn't have planned that better for Animal Crossing coming out and then selling a bunch of Switches. Like, I, I mean, this pandemic has been horrible, but for that one aspect for Nintendo, I mean, that's a gold mine. Yeah. It was it was a cash cow for them, and they monopolized every bit of it. Same, like going back to the online features, if you wanted to like play with your friends on Animal Crossing, you had to pay into the Nintendo Premium service to have access to even visit your friends' islands. If you didn't pay into it, you were basically stuck playing the game by yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and they just yeah, they yeah. they were able to sell literally <laughs> all of their services at once with Animal Crossing. It was genius. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm. You know, it was nice to be able to touch up on that. I was always. I was curious about what you guys like thought and what you guys were hoping for. Do, do you have any like final thoughts? I guess before we move on to the next topic. I'm good, Chris. Uh, I I second the Animal Crossing stuff because uh, literally three out of four people and that one that isn't included in that is me. <laughs> we're playing Animal Crossing like every day back whatever May or whatever came out. Yeah, it it did seem like for a while every single person on all of my social media platforms were were playing Animal Crossing. I was like, wow, I had no idea this would be that yeah. popular. Three out of three switches were constantly running that game here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, um, the next thing I wanted to discuss was uh, we didn't really get to do this last week because I just kind of forgot. <laughs> but um, you know, twenty twenty, quite a year as we brought up before. Uh, full of ups, lots more downs. Um, and, and I was just curious, you know, one of the ups I wanted to talk about was just media related, uh, what you guys saw this year, maybe what you guys, uh, listened to, heard, whatever, um, what were your sort of top media related things for this year? So they could be movies, TV shows, music. Um, I kind of just wanted to go around the room and, uh, see what everybody was, uh, thinking for that. So Chris, I guess we'll start with you. What was your favorite? We'll start with movies. What was your favorite movie for this year? Which Chris? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris Blankenship. Um, favorite movies? You can just do like one general one, I guess. Yeah, so I have two in mind um, okay. because I know they both came out or I watched them this year. That's not what um, I said, but all right. What did you say? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I what said just say? do one and you were like, I have two. I was like, all right, fine. Well, I'm trying to think because this this year has felt so long, and I don't oh, even really remember has. movies like the first half of this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tenant recently was really good. Um, like I I can't recommend that movie enough. And 
after I did my research, I understood it a lot more. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> confusing movie, your first watch. Um, I also watched Spike Lee's movie, The Five Bloods, um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I watched that like earlier this year. Um, so those are my top two. Okay. I haven't seen the Spike Lee one. Um, is that the is that the movie that was like the last one Chadwick Boseman filmed, or am I thinking of something else? I think Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was the last one Chadwick Boseman filmed. Yeah, I think that's that exactly it. what I'm thinking of. Yep. Okay, Chris, what were your uh, top picks? Well, we all know my favorite movie this year has not been Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> um, that we won't even talk about that. Um, surprisingly. I've recently gotten uh, heavily into HBO Max because I'm a DC fanboy. And I'll say for like television sh- series, that's like totally bingeable, Titans. I I was so against it when it first came out. And for the exact same reasons you're thinking, and I changed my tune because I was it, it was like that Paramore album. Um, I, I think it's like Happy After or something like that, where they had like this really like teeny bopper vibe. And I was like, what is this? This is not Paramore. Uh, and I kind of did the same thing with the Titans. I was like, what is this? No. <laughs> um, the but, Hard Times album? Hard Times. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> but that album, I like, I came back to it like years later and I was like, this bumps, like every song from this album bumps. And I did the same thing with Titans where it was like, okay, the first episode was actually pretty decent. Um, the writing, pacing, everything was all all good and like some of the decisions they made that we like ridiculed them like the fan base is who i'm referring to when i say we uh it actually made sense why they did some of those things um so i'll I'll say that for television shows and you probably already know what i'm gonna say for music uh album of the year for me was definitely ariana grande's new album (laughs) (laughs) i knew i don't don't care what you say slaps slaps i have absolutely no taste <laughs> no i like that album a lot actually <laughs> <laughs> i think it was one of her best albums like to date like other than sweetener which everybody hates like i thought it was a lot better. i like sweetener oh uh-huh. <laughs> this <laughs> is by your daddy <laughs> that was the status that was oh sweetener. <laughs> honey no <laughs> no i like that al- I, I think that album's actually pretty good <laughs> It bumps. It has some. It has some good tracks. I'm not gonna it's lie. not as good as um, "Thank You Next." I think that one's better, but I still uh, like it. I mean, I'm on. I'm on the fence because, you know, I, I just so I now know. the Ariana Grande podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, over. I'm so sorry, Chris. We'll go back. We'll go back to your regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> so, what was your What was your favorite movie of the year? I know. Favorite I feel like I didn't see a lot, but you know, of the stuff that I guess you did see, what was your favorite? <sighs> I don't know. To be honest, like. There were so many good movies that were supposed to like come out this year that I were I was really looking forward to, and I haven't really had the chance to watch any like films um, other than maybe what was posted on Netflix or HBO Max. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> Twenty nineteen, I could tell you my favorite movie was Midsummer. <laughs> that movie's such a mess. <laughs> Ari Aster, Ari Aster is like undefeated. He is like my new king of horror. He has like dethroned Wes Craven. Oh, that's a, that's a that's a bold statement. Ari Aster doesn't know how to end a film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I disagree. There's a lot of like cameo stuff. Like you have to like pay attention to, and like 
it's like very like rewatchable. Like you have to like rewatch it in order to like see some of this stuff. And it kind of makes you become a fan. And like he does horror so well because Wes Craven's basic ideals of horror was that it has to include, or at least one of the tenants was, it has to include some form of humor, like dark humor or dark comedy to make it a true horror movie. Like if it's not campy, you know, it has to have some element of, of, of comedy to it to balance it out and make it truly scary because it makes it relatable. Yeah. And in, in Midsummer and in, you know, Hereditary, you can see those throughout his films. So I don't know. <laughs> no, for sure. I, I think yeah. my, my, my biggest problem with Ari Aster, I think his films are incredibly well done. Yeah. And, and the first two thirds of both of those movies, I adore. I think they're absolutely fantastic. The problem with me is the ending for both because he's mm -hmm. he's so ambiguous in his directing and his writing, and he leaves a lot to the imagination, which I enjoy, That's true. especially in Hereditary. Because Hereditary starts out, it's fucking incredible. Like, it's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. But then at the end, he's like, oh, it's actually about demons, and here's everything that happened. And he lays it all out for you, and then the movie just ends. And it's like he has the worst endings, I think, for a film that's so high quality. He has the worst endings of any director. <laughs> and the same thing with Midsummer. They're like, oh, actually, uh, yeah, she's the May Queen, and now we're going to burn this thing down. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're, you were so, like, non-implicit about the rest of this movie. And right at the end, you're going to be explicit and be like, okay, here's exactly what, what it was. It's the same problem with us. Us is like, you don't know why there are clones until the end. And they're like, here's why they're clones. It's government shit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I disagree with you about the Ari Aster thing, because I think what he's setting up is like his own cinematic universe. And I like that he ties in each element of the movie so far. Like, so Hereditary and Midsummer both kind of have like this weird, like cult, except like in Midsummer, it was like a European branch, essentially. And, you know, it's... They're, they're kind of worshiping the same kind of like demonic entity in a sense. So I feel like he's kind of becoming like a new MCU. <laughs> like, you know, like this is like his cinematic universe moment where, you know, we don't know if his next film, because he writes, directs, and I think films, like everything all together. Like he, he does everything pretty much all on his own. So I, I think like to look out for in 2021 and maybe beyond, Ari Aster, 100%. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. And again, mm -hmm. I love in the beginnings of his movies where, especially Hereditary, where it's like, it's supposed to be mental illness that's passed down, but personified through possession, Yeah, which I thought was a really interesting uh, theme. And I thought was, you know, it's it's a very interesting tenet or to ha like base the rest of your movie on. But my problem yeah. is at the end when it becomes literal demons and actual <laughs> cults, and like it just I, I don't know it, it it loses me a lot when it turns into like the sort of mumbo jumbo generic horror stuff that you get normally because this movie does such a good job with not doing jump scares there's mm -hmm. one scene in the movie and it it haunts me to this day but it's when she's in her garage and the and the lights are uh off in the garage and she she's like kind of staring off into the distance and it shows her view and all it shows is a dark room and it takes your eyes a second mm -hmm. Because, like, you're just looking around trying to see what she's looking at. And then you see a silhouette of the grandmother. And, like, it takes you a minute to catch on to it being there. And then as soon as you realize it is, she turns on the lights and it's gone. So it's not, like, someone going, oh, boo. Like, it's not, like, a jump scare. It's, like, actual horror. It's, like, real-world horror. And that's what I think he's so good at. But mm -hmm. his endings are so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, <laughs> I just wish, I don't know. But if I, okay. Should I do mine now, I guess? the Yeah, let us know. Okay. Um, I didn't see a lot this year, and I definitely didn't see a lot in theaters. But I don't know if this is my favorite movie, but one that I saw that I thought was way better than I thought it was going to be was The Invisible Man. Um, no, Connor. No. Oh, what? You didn't like it? No, it was absolutely garbage. Okay, first of all, we're going to talk about good old Fivehead here, okay? Phenomenal actress. I oh. cannot stand her. You're her, talking about Elizabeth Moss. Just yes, for everybody. Yeah. I, I love her. I loved her in Mad Men, but I don't know what it, like something about like her facial features. It's the same thing with Benedict Cumberbatch for me. Like I cannot, I cannot physically stand seeing them on screen. I don't know what it is. I just, I can't. Like both of them just set me off and I'm just like, <gasps> but like, okay, first of all, I don't know why you thought this movie was good because literally in like the first 10 like not like 10 minutes into the film she's like okay i gotta time this just right and like she's like escaping and then she meets her sister at the car like you know just like it's a, a regular degular her sister's like oh go uh, what are we what are we doing like <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she's like drive 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 like clearly she already done drugged her man like she roofied him so he'd fall asleep and like you know, she woke the dog up by like opening up the garage and being loud as hell. And like, it just, it was so dramatic. And then you get to that scene and then like her husband's like right there at the window. He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, and then, and then the sister's like, oh my God, maybe I should actually drive. Like, you know, like that right, well, to me, that turned me off 100%. And then, and then it gets worse, Connor. I don't know how you can defend this movie because literally there's one scene where I she's like talking the title. <laughs> because th there's one scene where she's like living with the, um, like her, her best friend, like her sister's like best friend or whatever, or her ex-husband or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like the daughter and her are like having like a really heartfelt conversation. And like uh, Elizabeth Moss's ex-husband in the film kind of like, like he's he's thought to be dead but he's like playing mind games with her by being invisible and like one of the things he does is he pimp slaps like he physically like pimp slaps the little girl across the room while elizabeth moss is talking to her but she's like three feet away like she's covid she's covid distancing away from this lady and like <laughs> she physically flings across the room and then she's like dad she hit me <laughs> like <laughs> Listen, what okay, <laughs> she's, okay she's like me... a string bean <laughs> <laughs> let me let me defend some parts. I agree with you on that. I do. This movie is not perfect. That's why I said it's no. not my it's not my favorite movie of the year or anything. But it mm. was just to me it was surprisingly good because I thought it was an interesting take on that like kind of tired story and that old story of the Invisible Man. I thought it was an interesting update with the the technology of his suit. I thought it was interesting what they were able to do with such a low budget like a Blumhouse budget. I thought for the most part, it was pretty well acted, especially coming from Elizabeth Moss. I thought she did a, like any other actress, I think would have made that situation where you're being dragged by nobody like ridiculous, <laughs> but she actually managed to make it like tense and scary. Yeah, that's true. She's and I also, I also thought that the, it, the film was just well-directed, Like it was the same guy that did upgrade, which is also a well-directed movie. Um, and again, no budget, but still looks pretty good. So I, I, that one was surprising to me, and I thought it, it was the last movie I saw in theaters, so maybe that's also why I have a, a little bit of a soft spot for it. But okay. the other one, I was, the other two I was going to say, Tenet, absolutely, Chris. I'm with you on that one. Tenet is awesome. And um, I, it came out last year, but I didn't see it until January of – or it came out 2019, but I didn't see it till January of 2020. 
and that was Parasite, which is one of the best films I've ever seen. Um, so that one, yeah, if, if anyone, and I've recommended this movie like three times on this podcast now, but for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's great. Um, and then for, I, won't, I probably won't do songs, but for album, I would say uh, Amine, Limbo. I still listen to that album. That album's great. Connor, that was, uh, that's one of my top two albums of the year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I knew, I, I had a feeling you were going to suggest that. Yeah, what, what were your other ones, Chris? Because I think you just did movie, right? Yeah, so uh, Limbo and uh, Legends Never Die from Juice World. It's probably my other one. Oh, yeah, really same. Love. Same. That's a great album. Yeah. And then uh, did you have a TV show one? You were watching probably more TV than, than I was. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... I don't watch a lot of TV. The only one I think I watched was the a teacher, the yeah. Hulu about the the teacher who like rooms her student, um, which is based off a film from 2013. Um, is, is that the Hulu one, the Hulu version? Yeah, it has Kate Mara in it, and I don't know the Nick, Nick Robinson, Robertson, something like that. Oh, the guy from Love Simon. Yeah, yes, yes. same guy. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty good show. I, I'd recommend that. Yeah, it's it's but, it's a little surface surface level at points, which I think we both yeah. were kind of talking about. But it's 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 a solid watch for sure. It, by default, but I it's my top. But I think uh, there's a point where it shifted for me, and it kind of got like, really, this is where we're going with it now. But yeah, I didn't love the time skips. Um, yeah, I, sometimes I feel like that's lazy. Right? There's a lot of time skips in this where it's like implied time that's happened, but no growth like or character development happens. Yeah. And I think that's super lazy. But um, can I cheat and say Watchmen? It came out end yes. of 2019. But can I <laughs> can I say that was my favorite show of 2020? I I, I say yes, okay. Chris. I don't think there's that many rules. <laughs> no, it's fuck it. It's my show. I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say Watchmen for sure. Um, I can't recommend it to everybody because it is a weird, weird show. Like there are a lot of people who will not like it. Just I I disagree. I recommend it to everybody because not only is it like educational in like the first episode, because you literally learn like a part of America's history and you think it's fiction, but it's actually true. Um, and what I'm referring to here is like the Tulsa massacres. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the program or with history, um, really dark stuff, and we don't cover it in school. <laughs> and I learned that from a fictional show about a comic book <laughs> that was a continuation. Like, no, I thought it was fake. It was I knew fake. it took place in Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma, but I didn't. I just assumed that it was like a fake thing in the Watchmen universe that was going to lead into something else. And right. then I was no, they used real the, events. Yeah, no, I was listening uh, to the Damon Lindelof podcast that he put out after Watchmen came out, which is mm -hmm. great. You guys should all listen to that as well as ours. Um, but he was talking about how he didn't know about it and he was doing research about Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he came across these massacres and he was like, how was this not taught in schools? How does nobody know about this? And it's really interesting, you know, in our sort of whitewashed version of history that we learn in elementary and middle school, it was just an interesting thing to, I mean, there's also like superheroes and super powered people and giant squids and, and like 14 inch blue dildos and, and blue dildos and <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the real takeaway here <laughs> yeah i thought it was awesome i thought it was like a master class in television but it's fun i talked to my dad and maybe that's why i have this feeling but i, I was talking mm -hmm. to my dad about it and he was like he said he watched like episode one or maybe one and two and he was like i hate that show 
he was like, really? it doesn't make he was like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I think he he wasn't really willing to put in the time for it, which I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you really have to be sort of committed to watching that entire show if you're going to do it. Like you can't sort of half-ass jump in um, because then you're not going to like it. That's true. But yeah, best show for me, Watchmen. I, I really hope season two, but I don't think we're going to get it. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of another show that I've watched. And I don't know if you guys, it's kind of reality TV show. I, I've watched two shows all year. It's A Teacher and Welcome to Plathville. Do you guys, have you guys heard of that? I think that's no, I also haven't. on Hulu or YouTube TV. It's like, a, it's just like this, like, super religious christian fundamentalist family who like has all these strict rules and fucks their children up <laughs> oh okay yikes yeah. are they part of like a like a, a commune or is it like no a- it's just the family but they don't like they don't allow internet access it's almost like a fuck it, it i shouldn't say it's all it is a cult they like don't allow internet <laughs> access they homeschool their kids and teach them uh like the what the bible is basically and that's it like some of the kids are older and like have moved out of the family and all the ones that have moved out of the family are like they they're fucking fucking people up and uh they didn't even know like what independence day was celebrating like they that's how bad the homeschooling was because they only taught the bible um just religious studies and that's kind of yeah it's just like this super like christian fundamentalist family and it's it was interesting to watch if you watch the first episode and like it, you know, but if you don't. I'm surprised they would let cameras in to record their lifestyle, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that people are like, because they don't have like, I think they have like one computer. It's 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 a parent and nine kids, I think. Um, but yeah, it's like something was just weird, like how like they, it was produced by TLC. Is it like, um, is it like oh, the kids, like Josiah, Jeremiah, Jedediah? There's, there's a lot of crossover not crossover but like similarities between this family and like the Duggar family who were like had a lot of kids and were super fundamentalist yeah like okay that. i remember I that, that, that was 18 oh sorry that's the that's the 18 plus whatever show right they had like 18 kids <laughs> yeah and then Johnny it was like K plus eight. yeah that one too yeah yeah, I was thinking it's kind of like the shows that they had where like the girls escape from uh, Mormonism. Have you have you seen those? Like, I think TLC is the one that does a lot of that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I don't. It's, I don't think they're Mormons or Latter Day Saints or anything like that. It's some. It's like it's their like own fucking sect. religious that's crazy. cult that they have made. That's wait, so crazy. Wait, so that's that that's your favorite show of the year? <laughs> uh, honestly, it might be just because it's kind of dramatic and shit. Like. I don't want to spoil too much, and you won't even know about this to get to season two. But like, the mom accidentally like ran over her two year old, and like that's the whole thing. <laughs> oh, what? Wow. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of a crazy show. You kind of have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, now now you got me intrigued. Yeah. I'm Loki scared to watch that. Yeah, Chris, what uh, what time are we at right now? Just so I can figure out forty five ish minutes. Okay, I think we should probably just go right into the. The mystery topic. And then okay. We, uh, 
All right, well, I'm really excited for this. <laughs> okay, so uh, I kind of came in not knowing what exactly to talk about. There's so many things we can talk about from 2021 um, and 2020. And we're only like five days into 2021. So my mystery topic for you guys today is Twitch is rolling out a new policy on getting rid of certain words such as incel and simp. This new policy will take effect on January 22nd, 2021. Um, I'm going to read like a little bit of an excerpt and then I want to get your guys' like thoughts on this. Okay. Um, okay. So basically they're saying they're no longer going to allow streamers and commenters to go around calling one another simps. Which, if for people listening to the podcast, <laughs> it's a term um, that re normally refers to like men who seem desperate for a woman's attention or <laughs> they'll spend otherwise. money on her and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they said uh, if you use these kinds of uh, terms, you will be banned if you're using it as an insult under you know this new policy and including <laughs> on these list of words are the words incel and virgin um <laughs> and that's coming from their coo sarah clemens and it's interesting but it becomes a little problematic for people who kind of like capitalize or utilize like phrases for their usernames like mine being straight cheeks so like are people not allowed to be like punny anymore is this too pc are, are <laughs> like because they're saying they won't ban you if you're simply using it in your name, like Atlanta phases simp. Uh, but it's interesting to see how far censorship is spreading, even on such a popular like platform meant to give content creators and their communities freedom of expression. <laughs> but it's 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 just so interesting that they want to include like stricter rules around sexual harassment um, to give Twitch a little bit more a leeway to ban streamers and commenters who make offensive comments. Um, but like, they're also expanding this, not just like if you use the terms, but like, if, if you guys are familiar with Twitch, you can use like emotes to like react to somebody's like stream. Right. If your emotes include things like simp or incel or virgin or whatever, they will also ban your account. <laughs> this feels like it's solving thoughts? a non-existent problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the only problem, problem I could, Chris, are you done with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The only, I didn't want to cut you off. The only problem I could maybe get from this is cyberbullying yeah like maybe i don't know like if, if you're in a, a twitch chat and so and you donate to your favorite e-girl and somebody calls you a simp i don't know maybe your feelings get hurt <laughs> i feel like i feel like simp is the great equalizer though like if everybody's doing it <laughs> if everyone on like how are you gonna have twitch without simps yeah that's that was <laughs> also my thought <laughs> I just I know, it's, it's crazy. Like, how are you going to ban like certain words like that? And then like a, a reaction, like tw Twitter and like other users from like other social media platforms like Reddit, they're like now saying that, oh, you know, instead of saying simps, we're going to start saying kings. Like, <laughs> and you can't like, <laughs> like how are you going to flip the switch? That's a I just great don't, response. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> so this, this to me just feels like, like the same thing, like the cuck era. Yeah, like everybody was using cuck, and it was, and it, I still love that word is so funny. But <laughs> this just feels like the next version of that, and then it'll be something else two years from now. Like it's just a phase. It's not you know yeah. people are gonna call everybody a simp, and then they'll call everybody like I don't know whatever word pops up next. So yeah. no, I don't think I think it's ridiculous for Twitch to ban this. I think that's very silly. Do you know is there like different levels of banning or? Is it just um so 
from what I'm familiar with is like, they're going to ban your account. Like you're, you cannot access the platform again under your original like Twitch name. And I don't know <laughs> if that means like you're like shadow banned or if that means like you're ban banned. Um, if you're just going to be like, you know, on a little hiatus for like 10 days or whatever. I mean, a lot of people are like protesting it, saying that they're still going to use this terminology because the policy doesn't really kick in until like the 22nd of this month. Um, and it's the fifth that we're filming this today. So we've got a little bit of time, but I just thought it was interesting considering how like my name is kind of like a pun off of like my own sexuality. Uh, so I was like, you know, cause I'm kind of like poking fun at myself while also poking fun of the fact that I'm terrible at gaming. Like, right. <laughs> and like, if they can like ban me for that, like that's, that's crazy. That's incredulous. It's, I, I can't believe it. It's like, so I wanted to get your take. Well, to me, it's like, where's the line? Like, yeah. is this, this seems like it's so over the top that like, what if it is like, if, if someone calls someone straight and they're not <laughs> like, like your thing, like it feels like you can really just fire the, the band gun at anybody for anything that they say. Um, and this is a site where it's meant to be people communicating with one another and like sharing the fun experience of, you know, playing video games or, or commenting over songs or movies or watching girls strip on camera it's it's whatever <laughs> whatever people decide to do on I don't, I don't know whatever you want but it, it seems weird that you would start you know throwing down the band hammer for something stupid as like simp i don't know well i think that's a bigger censorship discussion because mm -hmm. like reddit started off like completely like we don't want to censor anybody and things like that and then you you know you have like all right people who do terroristic threats i shouldn't say all right everybody everybody doing terroristic threats and stuff on there um and they have to start banning people and youtube does it and when you get to a certain like when as a company they get to a certain level they mm -hmm. have to start censoring things you know because it's going to affect their bottom line or open themselves up to lawsuits or you know whatever they were on this platform so we're going to sue this platform and they don't want to have that happen but yeah. for this i mean is it sexual harassment like it's not you mentioned that, Chris. I don't, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if I called, like, Connor a virgin, like, I guess they would, like, ban me. I guess so. But I it's, mean... like, even even if I didn't, like, mean it, like, what if I was just joking around, like, on a Twitch stream? And I was, like, ha oh, you virgin. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No, like, that's, I, I don't know. I guess, I, I think it's funny. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, like the general consensus is it's not like, it's not something to be joked about, like somebody's sexual preferences and uh, advances. Is, is simping a sexual preference? I mean, I, it's, I think it's like sexual harassment is what they, oh. they coined it, which I, I also like think your, is hilarious. <laughs> it's your, your sexual, like, yeah, I guess not preference. Well, like, I don't know what the like experience. I mean, they're saying it's like a term of sexual harassment. Like if you calling somebody a simp, that's like, it's basically like you're slut shaming them. I meant like that lifestyle. Yeah. Like if you if yeah. you engage in that lifestyle, what that would be called? Like, I guess. I guess is, sexual. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a gray area, even for me as someone who's a part of the LGBTQIA community. It's, I just I don't know where the line ends and where it begins. Like it's yeah. it's such an open ended policy, and I feel like it opens up a door that shouldn't really be opened. I I'm gonna say like I th personally this is personal. I'm not speaking mm -hmm. for anybody else here. I think it's fine. And I think that people really? calling people that is totally fine because I have never seen someone use the word simp for malintent. That's it has true. only ever been for comedy. 
and, and it, show me one time it's happened where it's been like actually malicious and I'll take it all back. But mm-hmm. I, I really have only seen people like, oh, you simp, you like you're on here. It's always yeah. like for, for comedy. So I, I don't know. Chris, you had some thoughts? <sighs> so, <laughs> so uh, out of breath. I just can't. This is a great topic, wasn't it? It was a great mystery this topic. Is, this was a this is a great topic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I these incels need to grow some thicker skin. <laughs> <laughs> they're, if they're the ones complaining about it, then that's even more ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a complaint thing or if, if Twitch was just seeing like a lot of streams with this and they were getting a lot of reports like, oh, somebody like they called me a simp or like, you know, somebody called me an incel or somebody called me a virgin. Like, I don't know. Like, I would think it would be more towards protecting women streamers like that's what i would think this policy should be for is yeah. like if somebody was like objectifying a woman when she didn't want to be objectified which is like pretty much 100 percent of the time so right. you know it's it's like they're just here to game or they're just here to chat and make a little coin like secure the bag sis but yeah. <laughs> you know like I feel like it would be more towards protecting them. And I feel like it didn't come across that way. I feel like this was like a very like tone deaf way to kind of like blanket them in there. I think instead of banning the word simp, you ban abusive simpers. Ooh. What do you I mean by that? I think that would like if someone like who cares about the word simp? The mm-hmm. Like if, if I'm, I don't know, donating a hundred dollars every stream to some girl but I'm being like verbally or abusive or whatever in the chat to her. She might not do something about it because I'm bankrolling her. You know what I mean? Oh, she she might, yeah. she might feel in like a position where she doesn't have a choice. That's a really good point. Cause That's it, it's, point. it almost turns to like sexual harassment. Cause you could, yeah. you feel like as, as a simp, if you donate, <laughs> I guess you feel like you have the right to make certain advances to that. Yeah that girl or man i guess you know whoever you're yeah. simping true. but it, it does it lead to some gray area about like well maybe you should just ban the people who are saying these horrible things and expecting to get away with it because they're paying money for it yeah um, that's an interesting i I never thought about it that way that's an interesting uh interesting perspective chris you're so deep i love it <laughs> <laughs> don't simp on me <laughs> oh no I won't, I won't simp i promise I only sent for Connor because he's daddy. That's true. <laughs> Just look at that hair and that luscious beard. My God. So I haven't seen this it. man in like two years. I am I am thirsty. I am I am in the desert. And this man is my Gatorade. Like thirst quenched. Okay. Like seeing him in this like room right now, even though it's just virtual, it's just like oh, it does things for me. It's just so great. So great. Ten out of ten. I couldn't ask for more. I'm leaving all of this in. <laughs> Please do. Please do. I want the world to know I love you, Connor. I'm always here for you. I don't care if I have a boyfriend. You'll be boyfriend number one in my heart. Don't, you do have a boyfriend. Shh, shh, shh. We're not using the B word yet. <laughs> I'm We've sorry. We've only been like a couple COVID dates, okay? Like, okay. We, we went on really cute dates. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have a male simp is what I meant. To no, say. <laughs> no. <it's not. laughs> if anything, I'm the simp in the relationship. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Well, on that note, <laughs> Chris, what, uh, what time are we at? 
Uh, we're just about an hour. It's about an hour. Okay. Um, we can do our, our uh, recommendations and then kind of wrap it up. Um, Chris, AGN Chris, <laughs> would you like to go first for your recommendation? Sure. Uh, so behind me, you'll see this really cool gamer PC, and you would think that like my gay ass could actually like do something with my life. No, I actually bought this as a pre-build from NZXT.com. If you are somebody who's just starting to stream or do content creation, um, or even just like try and do online gaming, um, definitely recommend NZXT. They're you know super affordable, even if you just want to purchase parts. Um, you know, they have a great like program where you can just like pick your own parts and then build your own PC. Um, I just bought a, like a pre-built, I didn't do a custom pre-build, uh, but they do offer like payment plans and stuff, which I thought was really great. Um, and most PC places are like this. So that would be my recommendation. <laughs> cool. Uh, we're not sponsored by the way. I just want to, no. that, that sounded like a sponsorship, <laughs> but, but if you guys wanted to sponsor either AGN oh, or yeah. split screen media, um, you can slide into the DMS. <laughs> Be more than happy to sponsor you, but that, that just, you, were, you should be sponsored. That was really good. That was a great thank you. You know, I was born an actress. I didn't ask to be born Latina. <laughs> Chris, how about you? Um, uh, my recommendation is going to be kind of like uh, like playing off of last week's where I recommended um, Johnny Candino's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I recommend. Go checking out some of the uh, World's Strongest Man clips on YouTube from this past year. I think they're finally starting to come out because they they don't come out for like a long time after the, the competition's over. Um, but I think some of that stuff's coming out. Like I think I saw the final uh, finals video the other day. So okay, cool. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but my my uh, recommendation is the Wii U. I bought one not that long ago because um, I really wanted to play like the virtual console and there were a couple Wii U games that I missed and I got one for like 80 bucks <laughs> because nobody wants them and you know what this console is actually pretty good it may just be like a Switch prototype but there's actually a lot of stuff in it that I think it does better than the Switch and I wish that Nintendo would port over so you know for all you Wii U lonely hearts out there uh, <laughs> I'm with you and it's it's a good console like surprisingly good. Connor, I joined a I joined a Facebook group the other day where they pretend it's like 2009 to 2012, and I feel mm -hmm. like that was like the perfect like <laughs> encapsulation of that. <laughs> <laughs> so they just post like it's just like like oh I can't you guys need to see Inception or something like that like yeah let me I'll just I'll go to the top post real quick if I can find it okay um, while you're looking for that uh, Chris do you wanna um, Maybe talk about your Twitch or talk about AGN. Just like do a, a little quick, sure. like, you know, before we do the outros here, like where sure. people can find you. So if you guys are interested in learning more about me or about AGN, you can visit AGN at agnonline365.com or you can visit any of my social media at Straight Cheeks. And it's spelled just like you would say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are some different variations to it, but you can find that on my YouTube channel and you can also find that on AGN uh agn online 365 or agn's website um so yeah uh definitely check that out um check me out you know i'm cute or whatever um <laughs> but definitely also shameless plug for connor and chris for having me here i this was just great today it was great having you <laughs> it really was great having you um yeah and and do you have a like a schedule set up for twitch yet or are you still kind of working all that out for when you're going to be streaming 
Uh, I'm still working that out, but tentatively, it's it's usually the weekends, uh, usually Sundays from like 6 to 8 p.m., um, but that may change. I don't know. <laughs> cool, cool. And look forward to maybe seeing us on, I know you'd mentioned it before, it might be a little bit too early to say, um, mm -hmm. but we, we were talking about maybe going on your guys' podcast when that gets set up and maybe doing a segment there or like doing some kind yes, of- Yes, uh, we would love we would love to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know where we are yet. I can't disclose a whole lot of stuff again because of the NDA stuff, but definitely, definitely keep looking out for future collaborations with me and Split Screen Media and AGN and Split Screen Media. This was definitely fun and I'd love to do more of this. Yeah, think, it was uh, great. So anyone watching us here, um, you know, from uh, AGN, like if you'd like to subscribe, That'd be nice. And any, <laughs> any one of our fans, uh, go check out AGN. Their articles are awesome. I really like how thorough they are. And I, I enjoy just like the amount of stuff that you guys cover, I think is great. It's nice to have like that team that's really, like you were talking about early diverse and, yeah. uh, you know, and really gets every single angle from all the news stories, which is great. Chris, did you find that Facebook page? Yeah, it's just like a lot of like hot topic memes and like <laughs> planking and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Are they making like Harlem Shake videos and all that? Yeah, there's uh um like they're making fun of like a lot of the old apps. Like there's like the beer app on your iPhone, do you remember where it looks like you're drinking a beer with your phone? Like, oh that's stupid yeah. shit. <laughs> oh man, that's great. All right. Well, I think that's that's probably we'll probably go into outros here. Um thanks so much guys for watching. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, like and subscribe if you guys enjoy. Uh stay tuned. We're gonna have uh, somebody new next week uh, let us know if you want chris back we're definitely going to have him back if he's interested um and yeah uh, again check out agn um check out us if you're new here welcome and we'll see you next time guys bye everybody <laughs>